Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Are you in a relationship with someone who pulls away when things get too close? Do they have a hard time trusting you or others? Do you feel your partner is emotionally distant? Do they have trouble being vulnerable or sharing personal information with you? You may be dating the person with the anxious avoidant attachment style. Welcome to today's episode on the What's Eating You podcast. My name is Stephanie Giorgio and I'm your resident psychologist and host here with another amazing question from a viewer. Thank you so much for submitting this question on Instagram. So every Sunday I do a psychology Sunday segment where I ask you for your questions of the week. And I've decided to put these into a podcast format because it is so much easier answering it in great detail. So this week's question is how to navigate a relationship with an anxious avoidant attachment style. Before we get into today's episode, we're going to do our little check-in, see how you are, and just give you an update of what is going on. If you're a new listener, welcome. I'm so grateful that you are here today. And if you're a regular, thank you for tuning back. I can't express my gratitude and appreciation enough, especially when people reach out to me on Instagram and tell me just how the podcast has changed their life or taught them something new or led to an ADHD diagnosis. So if the podcast has influenced you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. So I want to know from you, what are your highlights of the week? What's been good? For me, my highlight was definitely going back to Melbourne for Greek Easter, seeing my family. I haven't seen them since February. So it's been a few months and just spending time and eating. I love Greek food and I love my mom's cooking. So it was so amazing to see them all. So I'm feeling very blessed and my cup is full. What has been a challenge? I think maybe just being a little bit out of my training routine. I really love exercise, but at the same time, I adopt a lifestyle that is flexible 
and adaptive. So I did an F45 class in Melbourne, which was amazing. Shout out to F45 Temple Stowe. Love you guys. And also did some walking. But I think it's important to acknowledge that you're never going to be on or off when it comes to your fitness journey. So just embracing a flexible approach and doing what you can when you can. All right. Now, once you've done that, I also want you to think about what you're grateful for this week. I'm definitely grateful for my partner and our dog, Jax. He's so cute. It was so nice picking him up from the kennel and just spending this time this weekend with loved ones really just made me feel so grateful and blessed. And I encourage you to think about something you're grateful for. And as always, if you enjoy the episode, please leave a rating, screenshot it, let me know on Instagram. I always read your messages. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, all the things, and we're going to get straight into today's episode. Let's talk about attachment styles. We're going to cover what are attachment styles and how they develop. We're going to talk about the four main attachment styles, secure, anxious, preoccupied, dismissive, avoidant, and fearful avoidant. We're going to go through how attachment styles are shaped, developed, and how our caretakers during infancy influence this. I'm going to go into how the impact of attachment styles affect adult relationships, including stability, satisfaction, and conflict. And then finally, we'll look at some strategies for developing a more secure attachment style and how your relationships can improve. All right. What are attachment styles? Attachment styles refer to the patterns of emotional and behavioral responses that individuals develop in their relationships with caregivers or significant others. Attachment theory suggests that these patterns are formed in childhood through the interactions with primary caregivers, and they tend to persist throughout adulthood and affect the way we relate to others essentially. So basically, however your parents treated you when you were young, sets up how you relate not only to them, but to other people. So for example, if your parents were present when you cried as a baby, when they gave you your bottle, when they hugged you, when you were upset, that's going to foster a secure attachment because the baby learns when I cry, my needs get met. Whereas if your parents sometimes responded to your needs or sometimes didn't respond to your needs and they were inconsistent, then the baby learns, I don't know when my parent is going to respond to my needs, so they may become anxious or preoccupied. Dismissive and avoidant, the parent may not have even been present or they may have even inconsistently met that child's needs, right? The child cried and cried and the parents didn't respond and the child cried even louder and the parents didn't respond. So what does the child learn to do? It learns to stop crying and it's really sad. It stops calling for its parent and that can lead to dismissive avoidant attachment because that child's needs never got met. So as an adult, they became dismissive and avoidant of their own needs and emotions and the emotions of others. So the four attachment styles, we're going to go through them one by one. The secure attachment style is characterized by a positive view of oneself and others. Individuals with this style, they tend to feel comfortable with closeness and intimacy, express their feelings openly. They trust partners. They don't go around thinking, my partner's going to cheat on me. They're unfaithful. Every man cheats. Every woman cheats, whatever it might be. Their schemas or beliefs around the world is generally that 
I deserve a good partner. I can trust others. I can be loved. I can love, etc. And usually growing up, these people had fairly secure parents. Their parents were there for their needs. Their parents were emotionally validating, physically validating, used affection, taught them how to regulate their emotions, all of that, all of which we would consider secure. Now, when we think about anxious, preoccupied attachment, this is marked by a negative view of oneself and a positive view of others. So these people tend to put others on a pedestal, but at the same time, they feel insecure. They need constant reassurance. They need attention from their partners and they fear abandonment. You might also know this as an anxious attachment style. So anxious attachment styles, they want to constantly be close to their partner. They need reassurance of what their partner's doing, and they may go to extreme lengths to try to get that reassurance. And this is where they can also self-sabotage. They may go through their partner's phone. They may investigate their social media or their Instagram or whatever it might be. And when you go looking for things, you're going to find them, right? But this behavior is driven by this insecurity and this belief deep down that I'm either not worthy of love, I'm not good enough, other people are better than me. And that could have come from parents who didn't make their kids feel special growing up, or it could have come from a situation as a child that made you feel unsafe or unworthy. The next attachment style, dismissive avoidant attachment style, is characterized by a positive view of oneself and a negative view of others. Predominantly, this is known as an avoidant attachment style, which is what we're going to be talking about in great detail today. But essentially, these people try to avoid emotional intimacy. In fact, they frown on it. They look down on it. They think people with emotional needs are weak. They might say, oh, you're too emotional, or you overreact, or why are you letting that bother you? It's not a big deal. And this can actually make people feel quite crazy because people will start to think, am I insecure? Am I overreacting? And someone who was a secure person can date an avoidant and really start to question their own reality. Now, people with a dismissive or avoidant attachment style, they value independence and self-sufficiency. They think self-autonomy is the be-all, end-all. They minimize the importance of relationships. They make you feel weak if you need relationships. And they will constantly keep you at arm's length. More on that in a moment. And as you go through your relationship history, I'm sure you'll be able to pick up on some patterns here. And finally, fearful avoidant attachment style is marked by a negative view of both oneself and others. And individuals with this style tend to feel ambivalent and conflicted about intimacy and relationships. Vaciliating between the desire for closeness and the fear of rejection and abandonment. So as a child, it's likely that parents responded inappropriately to their child's needs. They may have screamed or laughed when their child needed something. And this can sometimes happen in homes where there's substance use, drug abuse, alcohol, etc. And the parents are in no state to look after the child. And so the child learns this fearful kind of avoidant attachment. They're scared, but they want closeness, but don't know how to get it. As mentioned, attachment styles are shaped by our caregivers during infancy and childhood. 
Secure attachment is fostered by consistent, responsive and attuned caregiving, whereas inconsistent or neglectful caregiving can lead to the development of insecure attachment styles. Anxious attachment is often associated with inconsistent or unpredictable caregiving and dismissive avoidant is the result of caregivers who prioritize independence over emotional responsiveness. Fearful avoidant is typically the product of early experiences that were frightening and unpredictable. Now, these attachment styles influence your adult relationships. And the reason I got so deep into attachments is because I was once in a relationship with someone with an avoidant attachment, a bit of self-disclosure there. I didn't know what it was. And this is when I was younger, but I figured it out. I listened to this book that absolutely changed my life. It's called Attached. And this taught me so much. So if you think you're in a relationship, maybe with a anxious person or avoidant or fearful, or you may be anxious, avoidant or fearful, listen to the book Attached, or you can buy it. It's an amazing resource. Now, what we do know is individuals with a secure attachment, they tend to have more stable, satisfying and long lasting relationships, whereas those with an insecure attachment are more likely to experience relationship problems, conflict, dissatisfaction and instability. Anxious, preoccupied individuals tend to be overly dependent and needy in their relationships, which can lead to a push-pull dynamic because what a lot of people don't realize is people with an anxious attachment, they tend to attract people with an avoidant attachment. And this is the pair from hell, essentially. You pair someone with anxiety with someone who is avoidant and those attachment styles get activated. The anxious person becomes even more anxious and more clingy and more attached because the avoidant is dismissive of their needs. So they go to extreme lengths to try to get their needs met. And because they are trying to go to extreme lengths, the avoidant feels claustrophobic. They're like, oh, what's wrong with this person? They're so needy. They're so clingy. I can't do this. And there's this really bad push-pull dynamic. Whereas dismissive avoidance They may avoid intimacy and emotional expression, making it difficult to establish a close connection. And finally, the fearful avoidant may struggle with ambivalence and trust issues. And it's very confusing to be with these people. And they may actually self-medicate or use substances. And depending on what they went through in their childhood, they may have learned maladaptive coping. Now, let's go into the question. How do you know? If you are dating someone with an anxious avoidant attachment style, we're going to focus on this attachment style today. And if you want to know about the other attachment styles, let me know on Instagram and I can do a part two on this. I had to interrupt here to talk about the window of tolerance video that is going viral on TikTok and say a massive thank you to your support. I did this video to talk about how trauma or adverse life experiences affect your window of tolerance. Essentially, this is the window where you can tolerate everyday situations. If you're someone who struggles with anxiety, overwhelm, or you seem to flip the lid really easily, I've created the ultimate toolbox for you. Click the link in my bio on social media to check out the Window of Tolerance Toolkit. It's on sale for people listening to this episode, and it has all the resources to calm your nervous system, make a self-soothing kit at home you can even use with the kids, and how to increase your window of tolerance so you feel happier and more capable with everyday situations. That's all for now. I'll see you again. Anxious avoidant is the type of attachment where the individuals have a fear of intimacy, but at the same time they crave it. 
They appear to be inconsistent in their behavior towards their partner, sending mixed signals that can be confusing and frustrating. So here are some of the signs that you may be in a relationship with someone who has an anxious avoidant attachment style. One, they pull away when things get too close. People with an anxious avoidant attachment style tend to have a fear of intimacy, so they might pull away when their things are getting too close, when they feel things are getting too serious. They may feel uncomfortable with public displays of affection or be hesitant to share their feelings. Two, they have a hard time trusting. Because of their fear of intimacy, individuals with anxious avoidant attachment styles may have a hard time trusting their partner. And that because of this, they're looking for signs of betrayal. Or you added this person on Instagram. They may not open up about their thoughts and feelings. Three, they may seem emotionally distant. People with an anxious avoidant attachment may seem emotionally distant at times. And this is confusing for the partner. Because they don't express their emotions or they may seem detached, the other person can feel that this person isn't interested in their feelings or what they're experiencing. And I want to highlight, it is really challenging being in a relationship with an avoidant attachment style or an anxious avoidant attachment style. Four, they may have a history of unstable relationships. Now, someone's previous relationships will tell you a lot about that person. It's important to talk about these things. People with an anxious avoidant attachment style may have a history of unstable relationships, turbulent relationships, and they may blame their partner for it as well. And the last sign, five, is trouble with vulnerability. Because they fear intimacy, they struggle to open up, they struggle to be vulnerable, and may feel uncomfortable sharing personal information or express their needs and desires in the relationship, which can often mean if you don't express your needs, they're not going to get met. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Can an attachment style change? The long, short answer of this basically is attachment styles are moldable. They're like plastic. They're stable, but they are moldable. But the person has to want to change. And the problem is people with an avoidant attachment style don't think they need to change. They think it's the other people. They think it's everyone around them. But the truth of the matter is a lot of them will go through life feeling empty. And they'll often attribute this to not finding the one or not having achieved what they wanted to achieve in life. But it does come down to the attachment style. So in response to this person's question, if you're going to choose to stay with someone with their attachment style and all, how can you navigate it in a way that is useful? Now, navigating a relationship with someone who has an anxious avoidant attachment style can be challenging but it's not impossible. Here are some tips that can help. One, understand the attachment style and talk about it with your partner. It's essential to understand what anxious avoidant means, that it's characterized by fear of intimacy and that that person's going to push you away, but they also crave closeness. So understanding this can help you empathize with your partner's behavior and not take it personally. Essentially, this is my truth. If you're going to be with someone who has a type of attachment style that's challenging, sometimes you need to accept a lower level of satisfaction in your relationship, especially with an avoidant attachment style. 
If their attachment style is likely to never change, you need to ask yourself, am I willing to accept a lower level of life satisfaction in my relationship to be with this person? Two, communicate openly and honestly. Communication is crucial in any relationship, but it is effective communication, especially when you're dealing with this attachment style. You need to be honest and open about your feelings and needs and encourage your partner to do the same and be prepared to listen and validate their feelings without judgment. Three, do you want to make it potentially work with an avoidant anxious attachment style? Respect boundaries. Now, anxious avoidance can have strong boundaries, which may seem unfair at times. So it's crucial to respect them. Pushing too hard or trying to get too close too quickly can trigger their anxiety and cause them to pull away. And again, remember, you don't have to go through this, but these are the suggestions if you want to be with this person. Four, provide reassurance. Anxious avoidant individuals often need reassurance, so try to provide it when possible. Let them know you care about them and you're there for them. However, be careful not to overdo it because they can feel smothered. And five, you can get professional help. You can speak to a therapist or read the book Attached Together. I remember showing this book to my ex and they were like, oh my gosh, that's me. And I was like, well, what are you going to do about it? And they're like, well, nothing. So that was my answer. So in summary, here are my final thoughts. If you're an anxious person, if you have anxiety, if you've been in crappy relationships, you need to be with someone who has a secure attachment. I cannot emphasize enough how healing it is being with someone who has a secure attachment style. I know that may sound selfish. I know it may sound difficult to find, but it is the truth. The other thing I want to tell you is being with someone with an avoidant attachment style is so hard and challenging. And this isn't anything against people with an avoidant attachment style. However, if you are someone who is dating someone with an avoidant attachment style or you're questioning your relationship, go read up about it. When I was going through my journey, I was reading and watching YouTube. I was listening to people's stories and I was thinking, wow, there was so much I learned about it. My third thing is Speak to your partner about your feelings, about your needs, and about attachment styles and see how they respond. If they don't seem to give a damn and they potentially kind of gaslight you or minimize your needs or say it's your fault, you're emotional, you're overreacting, that should be your response. But I understand not everyone has the courage and strength and self-confidence to walk away, but walking away gives you courage, strength, and self-confidence. The only way you are going to find yourself and become stronger is outside of that dynamic that constantly makes you question yourself. Remember, you deserve to wake up feeling amazing in your relationship. You deserve to wake up feeling certain in your relationship. You shouldn't be questioning a relationship and women especially and men will often rationalize and provide reasons or explanations or justify someone's behavior when their heart, in their heart, they know something's not right. And look, at the end of the day, give it a certain time frame. Give it three months, give it six months and say, in this time, this is what I need from you and this is what I'm prepared to do. 
If things don't get better, we may need to consider going our separate ways. Remember, navigating relationships takes patience, empathy, and understanding. And with effort, time, and open communication, you can build a strong, healthy relationship. But it comes down to what you're willing to tolerate and how long you're willing to try it for. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to know more about attachment styles, please let me know on Instagram or let me know what you want to hear about next. I love your suggestions. That's what keeps this podcast alive. And if you haven't already, be sure to like, subscribe, comment. Let me know what you think on Instagram or TikTok. I love to hear from you and look after yourselves. Remember to self-care this week. Invest in yourself. Resting is investing. Don't feel guilty for that. I will see you next episode. Take care. Much love to you all. See you soon and take care. I already said that. Okay, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.